welcome to another episode of the Granite List Live. I'm Sally Pace, and we are thrilled to be in partnership with SIA and Engage 2022. This has been an amazing conference, and I'm joined today by Mary Kay Puckett. Mary Kay, do you mind telling us who you are and what you do? Well, absolutely. So um, I'm Mary Kay Puckett, and I am the Vice President of Employee Benefits with Alliant Insurance Services located in Helena. We um, are part of the Seattle branch of Alliant. Helena, Montana, not Arkansas, like my oh, neck of the woods. Yes. That's right. Um, well, we are thrilled to have you. And um, and you're going to bring such a unique perspective because, you know, there, there have been a, there's been a lot of um, ideas shared at the conference, lots of thoughts going around. But really, at the end of the day, you as the, the consultant community, you're the ones who are tasked with bringing all these great ideas into the employer market. So I'd like to know from you, what was some of the top takeaways you have? So far, I mean, one of the nice sessions I attended was regarding the TPA broker relationship. And I appreciate it because they had um, TPAs, they had stock loss carriers, they had brokers, and they really discussed what are some of the roadblocks, what are some of the issues and how can you improve the communication and really um, what I heard from that and what I believe is in complete transparency you don't have to get along as a broker consultant you don't have to get along um, every minute of the day with the TPA in fact if there's friction that's healthier uh, wow. because we represent the clients mm -hmm. and we have to make sure that it is always within the client's best interest whatever the decisions are but it's also important to have those TPA partners, those vendor partners, and to be honest with them about what your clients need and what they expect from um, that service they're purchasing. Never have I ever heard of that. That makes so much sense. Oh, that's, yeah. that's really smart. Um, and how long have you been involved with SIA? Gosh, for about 15 years. I've been in... Uh, the benefit arena for 35. The first 20, I worked for a Blue Cross National Plan and then an independent consulting agency. And so 15 years ago, I was introduced to SIA. And you, you still keep coming back for more every year. So what have been some of the highlights? Have you enjoyed uh, getting involved and having to serve on any committees, help with any of the sessions? Um, I haven't helped with any of the sessions, but what I appreciate about SIA is you're always looking forward. Um, the folks at SIA are always looking forward and what is happening within the industry and the marketplace. They're very involved in the political arena and pushing legislation that will help promote self-funding and self-funded business. Um, when the ACA was passed, it was really a good opportunity for our industry to look to self-funding as the solution so employers can really have a lot more control over their health plan and their costs and pick those um, quick solutions that really are, are best for them instead of just buying a package. Well, let's talk a little bit more about you specifically in Alliant. Um, I'd love to know, can you share with our audience some success stories that you've had over the past couple of years? We know it's been a crazy ride. And a lot has changed. Like you said, there are a lot of regulations and new rules coming out. So share some successes that you've experienced. Um, and this probably relates back to SIA as well, because you bring so many vendor solutions together. 
But at Alliant, um, there's incredible resources, and one of them is uh, data analytics. And so I really believe that it's, and nothing's actionable unless you see the data and you see what's happening in your own health plan. And so we have this amazing analytic platform that we can identify the risk and then find that right solution for a particular group. You may have a lot of prevalence of diabetes in your population, but it doesn't mean that you have to put a diabetic solution in if those people are being managed and you only understand if they're managed through the data. So these are some some kind of takeaways I've I've been able to capture from other SIA meetings as well. And it, does the analytics platform have a name? If somebody was, if an employer was curious about it, so it's branded Alliant Analytics. Okay, perfect. Perfect. Um, I know you don't have a crystal ball, and I know we're all here to learn lots of lots of great things. But what are you predicting things will look like in the next year or two? What are you What are you preparing your clients for? Well, yeah, unfortunately, especially with COVID, that threw everything kind of into a, a storm. Um, I just think there's going to be so much more emphasis on controlling the high dollar drug costs. Um, all of us within the health country industry are responsible for creating what I call is a mess. Um, everybody has their own interest in it, but I don't know too many pieces of it that they sit back and think, how can, we, how can I, I be part of that change? And so you have brokers and consultants, you have providers, you have including hospitals, you have TPAs, you have those vendor solutions. I think one of the best things that's happened is the focus on transparency. Mm -hmm. So you can peel back the onion and see what is contributing to this cost and how we can control that cost. And if an employer has everything in front of them as far as transparency, they'll know exactly what they're spending and what's working and what's not. Mm -hmm. So if I had a crystal ball, if I had a wish in a crystal ball, I love it. It would be for to push for more transparency in healthcare. I'm gonna ask a little bit about the groups that you consult as well. And I know we've heard from others throughout the show that there has been a trend, they're seeing a trend in smaller groups seeking self-funding. Has that been your experience? Yeah, it used to be um, groups over 200, 250 employee lives, they would really look more to a self-funding solution. But now you see even employers, maybe 75 to 150. Um, and the reason being is because they too want control over their health plan and they want different solutions. So if you stay fully insured, you're only the the solutions are only available at a minimal, but if you at a minimum, but if you look to self funding, you can choose your TPA partner, you can choose your PBM pharmacy benefit manager partner, and so again, you have more flexibility and you have more control over what you're spending your dollars on. So I do look to see more and more groups looking to that solution, and some of them take the baby step and they go maybe to a. Um, a uh, level, level funded solution, mm -hmm. and then they jump into, and we call it partially self-funded because there's only one employer that I work with, um, Tom Quirk, the consultant out of California with Alliance and, and myself work on the state of Montana. They're completely self-funded, which means they have no stop loss, but most groups are partially self-funded because they have that reinsurance level, and that's the key. 
any group size can be self-funded. You just have to make sure you have the right reinsurance levels. Well, that, that and folks, that was spoken to you by an expert. So, Mary Kay, thank you so much for being here. I know all of our, our voices are getting tired. You especially have been a trooper during this entire event. So thank you for sharing your wisdom with us. Thank you for being on the Granite List Live. Thank you all for listening to this episode.